From Relay FM, this is the Pen Addict, episode 454, and today's show is brought to you by Pen Chalet and Uni Pizza Ovens. My name is Mike Hurley, and I'm joined by Brad Dowdy. Hi, Brad. Hey, Mike. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I am really good. Oh, yeah? Mm-hmm. Why is that? I, I mean, just why not, right? Is it because you're why? not shipping right now? You're doing something <laughs> other than shipping? Then? Well, I have one less panic shipping item on my list which is the not co wax canvas kickstarter that is officially closed hooray we have, we have katie barred the door and knocked what? that one out <laughs> don't worry about it what'd you do katie, katie barred the door yeah what is that oh that's oh just look that up on the internet not now and you'll figure out that this is probably an entire uh, ungenious podcast. So um, that's actually should go to the top of your ungenious list hmm. um, for all the issues that that uh, phrase can cause. So anyway, okay. um, we knocked that one out. Uh, no pun intended. Um, by we meaning I did. And so, yeah, I shipped everyone who I had an address for. I have 27 orders I'm going to be hunting down. And then probably tomorrow I'll release the remaining extras. So anyone who missed out on that, uh, you should sign up to the Notco newsletter to know when they are um, live on the site. So I should have, you know, a decent amount if you missed it. You know, you'll want to get it in the first few days kind of thing. Um, and then, yeah, that's, uh, that's a wrap on that because the spoke pen, Mike, is taking up all my time in the best way possible. Just before we right? move to the spoke pen, I just yeah, wanted yeah, to yeah. state for the record, because I think it's, mm-hmm. a, it's a quite an important achievement, that you actually completed this campaign within the estimated delivery time. Yes. Now, that's so, a rare thing to do with Kickstarter, so I just wanted to point that out because, you know, good job <laughs> <laughs> thank you i thought about that when i was typing up the final update i was gonna go and look at the dates that i had promised and and all that stuff and which i was like very happy with the dates like as we scheduled and then it went well mm-hmm. like it was efficient there were no mistakes we didn't get you know 900 pins and have to return them all because yep. they weren't numbered mm-hmm. <laughs> you, you know things that you don't um, anticipate or put in your schedule global pandemic that canceled all of the events <laughs> that you were planning on doing. that kind of stuff yeah yeah so um i am happy with how it went I'm, ha- I'm i'm happy with the cases i'm happy with the feedback on the cases um everything uh around it went um as intended which you can't really ask for more than that when you're dealing with a kickstarter right yeah i would completely agree i think you did a great job yeah yeah. Can I talk about Spoke Pen now? Yes, please. I just just to get a not get too far ahead of ourselves, I'm gonna talk about a lot of other people today because I'm tired of talking about my stuff okay. and your stuff. Okay. So we're gonna talk we're gonna we're gonna give a lot of shout outs today yep. okay. on some other stuff. But I, I do have to give these updates, right? So mm-hmm. the spoke pen has gone extremely well too, and we're still on track with our nibs. But let's just say our big round of nibs that we ordered to get into the second round. Um it's taken a cir- circuitous route. Is that the word? Circuitous mm-hmm. route to to me. Um, they are currently, well, as of yesterday, they were vacationing in Hawaii. Oh, so um, they're not stuck in the Suez Canal. 
they're not stuck. Yeah, they're not this, stuck right? on on the ever live. You've seen or is it oh ever my live? God. I saw yeah. this and it it's was fascinating. Like, I it makes me feel ill now because I know what this means for people, <laughs> right? Yeah. Like in a way that I never would have really cared before. It's like oh mm-hmm. whatever, like stuff's gonna get delayed. But I can so imagine having products on a boat that's stuck somewhere because of this stupid container ship. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I'm so if, pleased if this... that I don't have to deal with that, that route anymore. <laughs> if this was on a live stream, I would watch it 24-7. Yeah. I am covered up with this right now. I'm checking the, the shipping routes. I'm checking the, the, the backlog in the various uh, entries and exits. Uh, is it still stuck as, as of this morning? I haven't time to... As, as time far to as I'm aware, yes, it is still stuck. Yeah. It's this is an amazing, and it's it, it's going to end up being not a joke here. After yesterday, it was kind of a joke. It's very quickly turning into not <laughs> not a joke yeah. on what's actually happening. Like if you look routes. at all of the ships that are now mm-hmm. stuck waiting for this thing, it's getting it's getting pretty it's getting pretty serious. It's getting dicey. So anyway, um, my nibs are not <laughs> in the Suez Canal. That's good news. They were. They were one day from being delivered to me. And then the next day, they were in Hawaii. And therefore, we have gone ahead and ordered a backup set of nibs, a much smaller order. We had a very large order uh, of nibs heading my way that is now vacationing. And the secondary small order just to like release some of the, the order pressure is, should be here today. Wait, um, so the original I'll, order you don't have, but you've got a new I order that's arriving. A new small order, but it's arriving for me to then ship them out to get etched, right? right. So it's a process. But I have to have the nibs before oh, I can get them yeah. etched, and it's like a quick, tur- it's you know, pretty quick turnaround. Um, but we had to basically just take what was remaining, get them overnighted, and just try to get some of these orders out. We're still, even the the vacation nibs are still like they're still within you know, our early April time frame. So we're not too worried about it as long as they actually do um, get on a return flight and make it to my house. <laughs> right. So um, that's that's where we're at with fulfillment. But otherwise, we're shipping everything. Everything else is out. Lots of roadies, lots of pencils, lots of, uh, lots of good stuff going on in, in the spoke world right now. So very happy. Thank you all for all of your continued support. Um, had a roadie restock last week, sold... Buckets of those. Did you see the flame one? The flame one. Yeah, I saw the flame one. (laughs) Brian is all about that one. It Mm -hmm. sold super well. It's a hot Um, rod. It's a hot rod. Yeah, we have some. We have a new one. He showed me yesterday that I won't spoil, but like I'm very happy with it. Uh, So yeah, it's uh, spoke is uh, in full production mode right now, which is great. Good. Speaking of full production mode, Mike, let's Mm -hmm. talk about our good friends at CWP, because I'm tired of talking about us. Okay. Uh, Caroline Weaver, CW Pencil Enterprises. We've talked about their changes a lot over the pandemic times, the current times, the changes in business models, all the things I personally find fascinating about the stationary business. And I know you do too, and I know our listeners do too, especially for a shop as beloved as that. And how they were trying to reimagine what they were as a storefront, like mm-hmm. as a brick and mortar in New York City. 
and they opened the physical store uh, about a month ago and were given about a month or so to get the online shop back up for all of us CW Pencil Enterprise super fans. And as of yesterday, I think, or maybe Monday, uh, CWPencils.com is back online. So I just wanted to give them a shout out and go check out what they have because it's a little bit different than before, right? It's not, yeah, they got lots of you stuff. know, 99% pencils and pencils accessories. It's a good even smattering of all of the office supplies, stationery, notebooks, art supplies, anything that you'd want from like an all-around stationer, right? That's what they have. So the site looks awesome. They they have highlighted it with orange, Mike. I'm very happy about this. You're not going to send a cease Um, and desist? <laughs> I'm gonna send uh, Caroline a strongly worded email. Um, actually, actually, you know what? I think I am gonna do that when we're done. Um, concerning your use of orange, <laughs> I think I will do that because I wanted to talk to her about something else anyway. <laughs> I will send her a message when we get done. Uh-huh. So, congratulations to her and the team. Yeah. I know, like, this has not been an easy thing to do. Yeah. Um, and there's an easy a cool post of like a blog post that I'll also include in the notes that like details mm-hmm. all of the new stuff and like highlights some things that are still working on. Like they don't, don't have international mm-hmm. shipping yet, but they're going to soon. Um, I find that this move from Caroline and the crew really inspiring. Like, so as someone who has a, who's starting a newer business, right? Like where I am in my life, seeing them, pivot in the way that they are and the way that they have from like really expanding their scope um and kind of they're they're taking cwpe to the next this is like to the next level like this is now a much much different much bigger operation Uh, i find it incredibly inspiring to to see yeah unfortunately it took like a scorched earth to have to make this decision right yeah so that's you know that that's part of that's part of the only way they could have done it they had to they had to go right down to the to the bones of it you know and that and i think that there will be in a few years time lots of stories like this like people who had to completely change their business because of the pandemic and it ended up better for them like honestly i i consider relay fm one of those like the the work that we've done on our membership program we i don't know if we ever would have done it with the gusto that we did it uh, and I exactly. think it's worked out great for for everyone who's involved, who's like taking part of the the program right now and into the future. So yep. there there are stories like that. Of course, there are many more stories on the other end. Um, but if we're gonna have bad, I like to have good too. And and seeing what uh, Caroline and the crew have done, I think is really really inspiring and super cool. Yeah, love it. So I, of course, have been waiting for the online store to come back up to order a specific uh, group of notebooks that they've carried that have come highly recommended. It's the Emilio Braga notebooks uh, from Portugal. They do A5 and A6 models. They're these really unique um, kind of marbled colors, really cool, like composition style, but in a more, I say handmade, not saying that these are handmade you know, notebooks, but they have that kind of natural looking feel to them. And I, I, these, I call these like the Soprano notebooks because I can't, every time I say Emilio Braga, I think of Lorraine Bracco. Um, did you ever see the Sopranos? I love the Sopranos. Uh, so she's very... the psychiatrist. She's Tony's psychiatrist, yeah, yeah, yeah. right? 
<laughs> so that, I can't help but think of that. They're not I don't even know close. Why. No, but it's the name. It's the name. Like the Emilio Braga, all I want to say is Lorraine Bracco. No, what I'm saying why. is, to me, Emilio Braga and Lorraine Bracco are not even close <laughs> to each other. Mm. But, you know, what are you going to do? Like your brain just makes connections, right? <laughs> Yeah, have you? I mean, have you met me? Right, like, mm-hmm. don't expect me to to think this is normal. But I know a lot of people have ordered these notebooks and speak very, very highly of them. So I'm anxious to get those in. I think I ordered two A fives and one A six, so I can be sure to give some away as well. So look for that on the blog. I always like to pick up really unique and fun items um, for myself to try and to give away. So. Long story short, I just want to let everyone know that the CWP online shop is back. Um, I use them frequently. They always have really cool stuff. The only thing I'm going to miss about the online shop, and Caroline said it, and that's just the way business is, and I 100% agree with this decision because I always thought it was a, it was a interesting decision to begin with, is no longer selling um, pencil singles, right? That is just not an efficient online product to sell right so if you're no, it's buying be pencils packs. online it's, it's going to be, be in packs. dozens or however they come pre-packaged you know maybe it's yeah. a six pack or whatever um and I'm, I'm sure they'll be making like some of their kits and things that they've done before where you can buy a group of a dozen pencils of you know very different things but i'm sure that's you know it's f- much further down the line so i that's a completely smart move i'm just you know upset because i don't live there and get to walk into the store you can yeah. buy all the singles you want so i'm jealous of that that's it's and just that- a comment born out of jealousy yeah, I will say like that that continues to give people a fun reason to visit the store as well as the beauty of it exactly. and how everything's laid out is that also you can go and get your pick and mix pencils if you want to do that. So continues yep. to be a fun reason to visit the store. And I very exactly much right. look forward to visiting the new and improved CWB yeah. at some point in the future. It- and I look forward to the stories from Caroline to come, mm-hmm. um, not only business-wise, but in, you know, uh, stationary-wise, because she's a great storyteller, and she's been very open about this this whole process, yeah. and um, as you know, I'm a super fan, so there you go. Um, head back to cwpencils.com, get your stuff. This episode is brought to you by Uni Pizza Ovens, the world number one pizza oven company. They make surprisingly small ovens that are powered by your choice of either wood, charcoal, or gas, which makes you the, it gives you the ability, it lets you have the power of making restaurant-quality pizza in your own backyard. They're super easy to use, and Uni Pizza Ovens are really portable. They're going to fit in any outside space. They can reach temperatures of up to 900 degrees Fahrenheit, which is 500 degrees Celsius, enabling you to cook restaurant-quality pizza in as little as 60 seconds. Uh, It's that high temperature. That's what you want to make sure that you can get really incredible tasting pizza. It sort of sets it apart from what you might do in your home oven. Not just in taste and in uh, effect, but also speed as well. You can cook pizzas really quickly uh, in the Uni. So their most popular model is the Uni Coda 16. This lets you cook 16-inch pizzas. It has an innovative L-shaped burner at the back to give you even heat distribution, and it's gas-powered. But Uni Pizza Ovens start at just $299 with free shipping to the US, UK, and EU, with two of their coolest models being the multi-fueled Uni Karu, which can use wood, charcoal, or gas, or the Coda 16. Uh, and they also have a great app as well to let you uh, get some tips on how to make the perfect dough for your pizza. And you also get loads of other pizza-making tips as well. I know Brad Dowdy is a big Uni fan. 
So look, like we all want like a giant brick oven, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> at our house. Um, no one can really do that. But what you can do is get the brick oven pizza in your uni. I have the Coda with the the L shaped flames and the um the gas powered um that we can like i pick up as soon as it cools down or as soon as we're ready to cook it i literally go and pick it up and carry it to where we cook it (laughs) i put it down i fire it up to like 800 degrees cook pizzas in 90 seconds with a turn at 45 seconds and then when it cools down i literally fold the legs and pick it back up and bring it in it's the wildest thing you've ever seen and it makes awesome pizzas so like i can't speak highly enough of it listeners of this show can get 10 percent of their purchase of an uni pizza oven which could save you up to 50 dollars on a code of 16 just go to uni.com and use the code penaddict 21 at checkout you'll also find a great range of accessories from peels to cutters to oven tables if you really want to go the whole hog everyone is making pizza at home right now especially in lockdown i actually saw it as a company that we like called pizza pilgrims it's a pizza restaurant and they do like meal at home kits and they're like mm. teaming up with uni now so like oh, you can cool. cook them in your oven but well if you do it in a uni oven it's going to be vastly better right so like yeah, yeah i like stuff like that too you can not only just make them yourself but more and more companies offer their kits for you to make at home too and you put that in an uni pizza oven you can have a great time i was gonna say it's cool also with the uni like you can pre-make the crust like you can just make the base right you yep. make your dough make your crust fire it build it then let everyone build their pizzas and then throw it back in to, to finish it off it's great that's what that pre-making made me think of that hmm. very cool very cool Uni Pizza Ovens are the best way to bring restaurant-quality pizza to your own backyard. Go to ooniuni.com and use the code PENADDICT21, PENADDICT21, for 10% off. Our thanks to Uni Pizza Ovens for their support of this show. So we're going to continue the path, down the path of sharing some companies and products I love. And I know you haven't tried a Masubi notebook yet, Mike, mm-hmm, but yet. I know you respect what Daryl and his Definitely. his team at Masubi does because we, we talk about them all the time. And with the Tomoe River paper that a lot of his notebooks were made from going away, he started to bring in the Cosmo Air Light paper to make some of the Masubi notebooks. And... This I've never is heard of this paper. Yeah, so we've kind I don't know if we've actually mentioned it. I definitely mentioned it on the blog and I've just m- mentioned it in passing. It is saying something in the Tomoe River paper. That's a Tomoe River paper replacement is is hard to say. Like exact that exact thing cuz like it's a very unique paper. Mm-hmm. But this is about as close as it, it as you can get at least from like people testing this out and I had never tested it before. So Daryl launched his Cosmo Air Light notebooks um, just last week, I think, maybe two weeks ago. And he sent me a couple and they're awesome. Like I just started, te- I got them in last night. So I've been kind of rushing to test them this morning before the show. And my initial thoughts are this. So the paper is awesome, Right. If you're comparing it to Tomoe River, if I had to compare it to Tomo- Tomoe River, well, which really isn't fair. To. No, but I want, that's the point. Right. I like everybody the point. wants you to. It's the point. So it's a thicker page. Okay. So like the density of the page is thicker, right? Uh-huh. The Tomoe is known for being very thin. It has some cushion when you write to it. And I don't know if that's like a uh, product name placebo, right? It's called Cosmo Air Light, right? But it makes me 
Like the notebook itself does not feel light and cushiony, but when you write with a nib on it, it feels like it does have some cushion in it as opposed to light writing on a brick pad, right? Like a rhodia pad, you know, it feels completely fine. But then if you switched over and wrote on this Cosmo Air Light, you could feel like a slight give in the page, which it's, it's great. Mm-hmm. Ink-wise, it doesn't have... The massive shading and sheen in my early testing, but if Tomoe River is like a ten out of ten on shading and sheen, you know, to show the features of the ink, this is probably like a seven or eight, okay. which I think is really good, right? I see the shading. I don't have any sheening inks right now in my initial tests. Um, it the one thing you can tell that the 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 ink is like sitting up on the page is like the brightness is good like i'm getting the color i expect out of an orange ink or a green ink or a purple ink like the colors remain bright there's no feathering there's no bleed there's no the the added features of the thicker pages there's not as much show through as or ghosting like a tomoe river paper you'd see through the back of the page and a lot of times you couldn't use the back of the page you could totally use the back of the page on this um i think it's going to do extremely well as a standard fountain pen notebook paper. I haven't tested regular pens on it, but just feeling the texture of it, I think it's going to be fine where Tomoe River like wasn't great for pencils or gel pens. I felt like those types of pens and pencils, they slid a little bit on the page. It was a little bit glassy for that. I don't think you're going to get that out of the Cosmo Air Light, but I haven't tested that yet. But just feeling the texture with fountain pen nibs on the page it feels like it's going to be excellent. Um, one cool thing that Daryl did is he shipped me this. Um, I, I wonder if this is like listed on the site. Certainly it is. And if it's not, it probably will. Cause he's very detailed on the page, but he kind of gave me like the spec sheet of Cosmo air light versus Tomoe river versus bank paper. Like, and those are his main offerings at Musubi and the Cosmo air light so this notebook, you have the cross field, right, for Tomoe River? Yeah. Um, so this is similar in size, shape, and build to that. So it's that kind of like straight edge, rounded corners, you know, just flat, you know, um, flexible cover, cover notebook page. So 208 pages um, comes in blank, lined, or grid. I got the cross grid. Uh, which is great. The crosses are so small. It just looks like a standard dot grid. It's got these little page numbers in the corner that are also small, but a really good feature for those who like an index for like a bullet journal or something like that. And it's only 25 bucks, like which is completely fair. Like that's a really good price. Like the Tomoe River is the 52 GSM Tomoe Rivers, a lot more pages because it's so thin, right? And it comes out to the same size, but it's 384 pages. It's 35 bucks. Um, the bank paper, which is a paper of Masubis that I love. I use it in the fancy indigo denim cover notebook, but just the basic folio style that he ships is like the, like the bulk notebook. The bank paper mm-hmm. is 224 pages and it's $40. So this Cosmo Air Light, I think is going to do really well for your all day, everyday writing type of paper, but it's going to be exceptional for fountain pens. And it, it's, I don't know. I, I'm just getting into it, right? This is the first one I've tested. Um, I've literally had it like 12 hours, and I just started testing it this morning. I am very pleased with how it 
works with the pens that I'm using. I've been using the bank paper, which is my personal favorite because it has more texture and you can feel like the graphite more when I use pencils and things like that. So I'm anxious to see how Cosmo Air Light is going to do with those types of pens and pencils. And I'm going to test that out next and report back. But I I'm thrilled with how this performs. Of course, the build quality of Masubi is just about perfect, right? These are very, very well made. You can tell that um, in the construction of the notebook. They feel great. They look great. And this Cosmo Air Light, I think, is going to perform great for fountain pens and for probably anything you throw at it. It's it's. I'm pleasantly surprised. Mm. I didn't think it, I I didn't know what to think to be honest. Mm. I think the name is funny, right? It's a very strange, <laughs> very strange name. Like I think it's going to be like some tracing paper or have some kind of weird you know kind of feature like woven into to the is page, there you know. A Cosmo Air? <laughs> I don't know. Okay. But it's just like a straight up light cream colored like it's very light it's not white but it's a very very faint cream uh color and i don't Just know so far on this. none none yeah there's okay. like no no bleed no feathering um yeah I, it like i said it's it doesn't have like the pure shading and sheen of like the classic Tomoe River, but I don't know what would that would perform as well as this, right? Right. Like I think it's you're gonna get good enough for your fountain pens to be really happy. I I so far I'm I'm really loving it. So definitely worth checking out. Definitely worth checking out at this price point too. Price point's excellent for this notebook. And then uh you can also fancify it, you know, when you get into the all the fancy material covers that uh, Masubi makes, which is uh, my bank paper notebook. So yeah, it's great. You know what pen would go good with it, Mike? What's going on with these? What is this all about? <laughs> Do you remember us talking about Gravitas when the Kickstarter came out? No. I okay, really so it's a guy named Ben Walsh okay. from Ireland. Okay. And he sent me a couple pens. I really enjoyed them. They, If you look at the ballpoint pen... You might recall it because it had a unique shape to it. It was a, it was a kind of a large metal. Pen, oh, I remember this. And it had this flat side. Yeah, I didn't like the ends of the pens. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So cool. he'd had a Kickstarter campaign and it failed. Right, it was a not successful Kickstarter campaign. And what's pretty cool about that is Ben said, "Forget that noise. We're just going to go for it." And he did. And I, <laughs> he has really like immediately stepped it up right after that mm-hmm. so i appreciate that kind of attitude from a creator mm-hmm. right you know this didn't work out but you know i believe in what i'm doing and i'm going to continue on and let's see what happens and then it escalated extremely quickly from the standard straight barrel aluminum or titanium i don't know if he had like titanium and brass and things like that at in the beginning um, but a standard aluminum barrels with, you know, fountain pens, uh, and ballpoint slash rollerball pens for the campaign into wild anodization, which I of course love mm-hmm. with spoke pen. We like our wild anodizations and interesting finishes and even like etchings on, you know, like the Celtic knot or the skulls and all these things are at, at gravitaspens.com. And Ben sent me, he emailed me, he said, Hey, 
I appreciate, you know, you shouting us out like the Kickstarter didn't work out, but I've got some new stuff I want to send you. And I was like, okay, I hadn't looked at his site. I had no clue what to expect. I didn't know he had done all this. And I opened up this package yesterday and I get these like swirly tie dyed like paper sleeves. I'm like, these sleeves are wild. Like, what is going on here? Is this just, I was still just at this point assuming it was just going to be the standard aluminum, you know, silver aluminum pen in there. And there was two of them. And I opened it up and it's this rainbow anodization fountain pen and Mm -hmm. ballpoint pen. So one of each. So they're called the Skittles series for, I guess, obvious reasons. If you know what Skittles are, right? You know, taste the rainbow Mm -hmm. um, is Skittles tagline. And that's what we have here. These are basically rainbow anodized pens that are exceptionally well done they look cool like these yeah in hand they look just as nice as the picture right like this is a hard thing to photograph and like to get right but i feel like they're really really well done Mm -hmm. i still completely fancy the ballpoint pen right that shape this is what i backed on the kickstarter was the ballpoint i passed on the fountain pen um, because I thought the, the ballpoint pin was like really, really, really unique shape and design. It's also anodized as well. And I don't know. I, the way he stepped it up after, I don't want to call it a failure, right? If a Kickstarter project doesn't succeed, there's lots of things that go into it, right? You know, it could be pricing. It could be timing. It could be whatever. Like this was also like during the pandemic, I think like, I think there was just a lot of things going on and for whatever reason it didn't resonate. And for someone to say, okay, let me reboot and what is going to be my process now? What am I going to do to make this dream come true? What am I going to do to make my pen stand out? And I think he's done that with everything that I see on the site. As a matter of fact, people were going to buy the pens as I was talking about them on Twitch yesterday. Um, one of my friends went and bought the skull pen because that's what they like. Mm-hmm. And like, it's just um, a really cool story to follow when this happens. I just, I don't know. I'm kind of fascinated by it. I look forward to reviewing these pens. I'll definitely um, at least give, give one of them away. You know, I might give away the fountain pen cause I always wanted the ballpoint pen anyway, but I don't know. It's going to be hard to, hard to shake these <laughs> as well. So it's, um, I'm, I'm very pleased with what I see from these, but again, I've just opened them yesterday. We'll see how they go. These are very heavy pens, right? If you're into that type of thing, that's what these pens are, right? Mm. This is not like the, our spoke pens are aluminum and light. These are like steel and heavy, like they're very, very heavy. So, you know, it's just something to think about when you're looking at these pens. But, um, yeah, I'm very impressed so far. I had missed them. And um, it's cool to see Gravitas carrying on and actually, like, going bigger than ever before. Like, it's great to see. You love to see it, as they say. You love to see it. You know what else I love to see, Mike? Tell me. My freaking Lamy Safaris finally in my hand. The Safari Safaris? Safari Safaris. Finally. They are in my hands. They're awesome. Like, the the colors are so good. Like, I inked them up this morning. Again, like, I'm so far behind. I literally did Cosmo Air Light testing this morning with ink from the Lamy Safaris that I just inked up this morning. 
um, with the gravitas pen sitting here that I have yet to ink up this morning. It's a it's a hot mess over here, but that's how far behind I am on testing things, um, new products. But they're great. They're matte finish. The colors came out perfect. I think from what the representation in the the photography was right they look like the originals from back in the early 80s and the black nibs the black accents and clip i think look great i've inked up the savannah color which is the green i've inked that up with the famous mike the famous lamy orange ink cartridge do you remember that those shenanigans oh my word, from yeah. a couple years yeah. ago. Yeah. <laughs> I so I was able to acquire a couple boxes of those Lamy ink cartridges. So I have the Lamy orange in there. I don't know how old those cartridges are, but it's at least like a third <laughs> evaporated when I pulled them out. They're just old. And then in the terracotta red, I thought I was going to put in a blue black ink cartridge. And I went to find them and I'm out of them, but I did find a box of petrol ink cartridges from the limited edition so i popped that in so they both have fine nibs and they write great and they look great and i just wanted to say that i put this in the show notes to specifically say how dominant team safari's win is going to be this year before we talk about our friend anna's new news at the well-appointed desk because yep. she is team all-star i am team safari your team safari is that correct you know I'm team safari yeah Don't even... i know i know it's just been a while i just wanted to get it on the record mm-hmm. and the level of domination that team safari will have this year is almost embarrassing i feel bad for team all-star this year that they're going to have to put up with this for the entire year of just like, what are even the colors this year of all-star? I mean, they've been released, but no one cares because look at these safaris, Mike, this is team safari all the way forever and ever. Like this is it. Like it's going to take team all-star probably two or three years to recover from the results this year. I'm the crushing defeat. Yeah, the crushing, crushing defeat. I, I feel feel that in my heart uh, about these pens. So, uh, apologies in advance to if you're on Team All Star this year, take the L. Um, you know, I'm willing to admit in in years past when Safari has not held up their end of the bargain, and uh, I hope to hear it from from Team All Star this year that uh, it, they're just not getting it done. So, the leader of Team All Star, our good friend. Anna Reinert at the well-appointed desk had some big news this week in launching a Patreon. And I've been waiting for this. Like I haven't talked to her about this, but like she like deserves to create a Patreon and have people support her work directly more than anyone. Um, Her shop is crushing it with her new products, the well-appointed desk shop, which, you know, I've raved about. I've got my stamps. I've got my um, fancy vintage paper pad notebooks on my desk and now she's got a patreon with a lot of cool levels and cool things you can get for supporting her work and her team's work directly and i just wanted to make sure to shout that out and give her a shout out for that because we love anna we'll have to get her on um she's so busy right now we'll have to get her on find a time to get her on to come talk about this and talk about all the the changes and everything that's going on because she's crushing it right now. So I just wanted to give her a shout out and point everyone that direction. 
Yeah, I've I've become a patron. You should too. There'll be a link in the show yep. notes. Go go sign up. There's some cool yep. tiers. She's got some great uh, benefits for the tiers too. Yep. So go check it out. Absolutely, go check it out. This episode is brought to you by our friends over at Pen Chalet. They have your favorite products, the products that are going to become your favorite products as well, all available for you to buy. And they stock wonderful uh, pens and accessories from the brands that you love most. Monteverde, Pelican, Lamy, Sailor, Pilot, Namiki, Caveco, and so many more. They're an authorized dealer and they're adding new brands, new products, new styles of product every single month, as well as having discounts. Every couple of weeks, you can go and find new products that are got great sale discounts at Pen Chalet. They give the very best, the fastest, the most reliable customer service around they want you to be super happy, which is why they have a 100% satisfaction guarantee on their high-quality products. Pen Chalet do free shipping on orders of over $50 in the United States, but they also sell internationally with great shipping rates. And whether you're looking for pens or pen holders, maybe you want carrying cases, refills, inks, you're going to find it at Pen Chalet, which is P-E-N-C-H-A-L-E-T.com. Go there right now and click the podcast link at the top of the website. You enter the password PENADDICT, and you will get your hands on not just the code that you need to save 10% on anything at any time at Pen Chalet, also a list of special offers that are just for PENADDICT listeners. Before I break into this list, these safaris I just raved about, at penchalet.com, yep. and you can get 10% off those. You know, if you're interested in checking out the Savannah or the Terracotta Red, you can always get those. So the Cross has done some interesting things with fountain pens recently, and there's two models on this list that are really good-looking that I am not familiar with at all, and the prices are good, and I'm wondering if they're worth a second look. Like the Cross Peerless 125 fountain pen, does what kind of nib does this have? Because at one point, they were using Sailor nibs. I'm kind of thinking this might be, and it's a really cool-looking pen, and it's a really good price. I'm going to have to check this out a little bit further, um, but it looks awesome. And then with this on the Steel nib model, they have the Cross ATX. I'm staring at this pen. This looks like a hugely upgraded pilot metropolitan like and i yeah. mean that in the best way possible it looks like a totally like if pilot made a premier metropolitan this is what it would look like it's a great shape it's a great color i'm really digging this design of this atx and the price is kind of like a the no-brainer level price so yeah the cross peerless 125 and the cross atx fountain pen I have not seen either of these, and I am legitimately interested in researching more of what these are about and might be worth um, looking at even closer than that. So then you also have the Conklin All-American Limited Edition Olive Wood Rollerball Pen. The latest batch of these Conklin pens with the wood barrels, they've done a few different models, fountain pen and rollerball models. I've heard good things about them, and people are digging the barrels, digging the style of the pens and what they look like and how they feel, and they're always a good price. And then finally, um, there's always sneaky pelicans when you go down the list at penchalet.com. So we're going to leave it at that. We're kind of we're going to call it a sneaky pelican list because they're there. You got to go find them, and they're, they're pretty great legitimately great. Yeah, so I did a little um, bit of digging. And it mm-hmm. seems like the PLS 125 is the pen that has the Sailor nib. Yeah. 
this is interesting. I'm gonna go. Po- I'm gonna go poke around with this a little bit more after the show and uh, see what I can. I can figure out. But uh, I'm in. Tr- color me intrigued on on this pen. Penchalet.com, P-E-N-C-H-A-L-E-T.com. My thanks to Penchalet for the support of this show and Relay FM. We gotta get to some Mass TPA, Mike. It's been a while. Okay. Okay. If we, it's it's bit. It's actually been so long. I haven't updated the list because I knew we had so many already yeah. that um, we we're gonna just gonna keep adding in the list. Um, you know, down at the bottom and kind of roll through them. But we got plenty. At Embryo asks, Platinum Galaxy Starlight on the Kaya Portable Cigar. If I were looking to sink that money into a pen, which one? I wonder if Embryo's already jumped on this uh, and and made a decision. Um, We have not discussed it. We talk on Twitter frequently. We have not discussed this specifically. I've been holding off on this. I want, as someone who does not own a Nakaya, but owns a high-end platinum. Is yours this exact I have platinum? The, or is... This is the interesting part about this question. Right. Is we both own only one of these. Right. Right? Because you so, have a portable cigar Nakaya, don't you? Correct. Right. That's my main... That's my main... <laughs> that's my literal... In my pen rankings, literal number one pen. But what number two would probably be my Namiki... Um, that kind of looks like your Galaxy Starlight, right? Mm-hmm. It's the uh, Namiki Milky Way. Mm-hmm. You know, it has that same kind of rotten, glittery, black kind of gold-looking thing, right? So I'm I'm close to having both of them, but I only have one of them. Um, are you gonna just straight up pick the platinum? It's tricky. I mean, like, I, so f- I can't argue against it. For for me personally. My personal taste, I would pick my platinum over your Nakaya, because like I know that depends on the finishes and stuff. But the the Nakaya that you have, which is like that dark one with the slight green, Mm -hmm. is nice. But Mm -hmm. but if I put the the Galaxy Starlight and the Nakaya next to each other visually, I'm going for the platinum every single time because this thing is mm-hmm. stunning like it's just so beautiful but the nakaya nibs are amazing i don't own one uh but i theoretically almost the same nib though yep i mean look for me for for, for my taste i'm going with the with the platinum every time which is why i did yeah. Right. <laughs> so mine, mine, I'm going to go with the Nakaya portable cigar. So I'm going to have to talk to Embryo after this. And we're going to have to narrow this down and figure out like what what is the answer we're trying to, to get to with this yeah. decision. We need right? more detail about mm-hmm. what you value in your experience. Right. So if I can compare the Nakaya to my pilot Namiki that is similar to the Starlight. I would still, that's, those are my number one and number two pins, right? Like there's no wrong answer to that, but I thoroughly enjoy this Nakaya. Every time I pick it up, it's inked up right now. I keep it pretty much inked up all the time. (sighs) And it's hard to explain why. They kind of don't compare in style and feel, right? But in usage, they... 
man, it's hard. I, I'm still going to stick with the Nakaya um, just because that's the feel that I like from a pen. But there, there's no wrong answer. It's just uh, what you're what you're looking at the end game is here. So it's a shockingly hard question for two very expensive pens. But it's like, I don't know. I don't know what the perfect answer is because uh, that's how good both of these pens are. But it's just tricky because, because they are so expensive, you typically make a decision. And we both just made decisions. <laughs> and it's kind of hard to compare the two of them. Mm-hmm. They're up in that I mean, upper echelon. Yeah. The Nakaya Portable it was my dream pen back in the day when I bought it. That's I, I have to go look and see when I wrote the review of it. But like I basically shopped for it for like a year or two, right, to make a decision on it. So it holds a different type of importance for me as well, right? It was it's definitely more of a signifier pen um than yeah. the milky way which is something like then i was able to do later i so still I feel weirdly intimidated uh to buy an akaya i think a lot of people do mm. uh, that's fair i mean it's it's such it is a very interesting pen to have to try to describe without someone trying it out that's why i always effort to bring one or two with me whenever i go to a pen show because people have never felt a pen like that probably you know it's very very unique namiki yakuri milky yakuri milky way Mm -hmm. that's what you have yeah and that's uh, that's kind of not in this category because it's double the price of both of these pens it's different it's a different class the portable and the galaxy starlight are equivalents right they're Mm -hmm. right there together price point the the namiki is is double that all right, I have a longer one here because this is a horror story. We haven't had mm. one of these in a while. Mm-mm. This comes from Josh, who has a minor horror story for us. That does also raise some questions. Mm-hmm. So this is from Josh. I almost have a pen in my pocket while I'm working, and one of the pens that I use a lot is the Pelican M205 because it is a great lightweight pen that fits easily into my shirt pocket. Last week, I was doing laundry, and when I opened the dryer, something dropped out onto the floor, it was too small to be a coin, and when I bent down to pick it up, it was a black. Uh, it was black on one side. As I started to pick it up, realization swept over me as I recognized what it was—a nib unit. Sure enough, I checked the lint trap, and there was the body <laughs> of my M two O five. Surprisingly, the cap was still on the shirt pocket, but the what? pen, <laughs> but the pen body and nib had worked themselves loose in the dryer. I don't understand how the cap stayed connected, but the nib unit came off the pen. Because the nib unit coming off is such an aggressive thing. Yeah, and to make it all the way into the lint trap from just floating around in like the pants and shirts in the dryer, mm-hmm. which is what would normally happen. You normally, you know, take a load out of the dryer and the pen just goes flying, right? Mm-hmm. Um, if you've ever done this, you know, speaking from experience, but to actually make it into the lint trap. This is all kinds of aggression <laughs> in this dryer. <laughs> you should be very proud of your dryer. I bet it gets your clothes uh, <laughs> clothes dry in like 10 minutes flat with mm-hmm. that level of aggression. 
Honestly, I lucked out because the one shirt that was the pen was attached to took most of the damage. And <laughs> so we're forgetting were, uh, this is inked. Yeah. And there are a few other stray spots of ink on other items of laundry wasn't conspicuous enough to ruin anything. It does leave me with a few questions, though. The nib seems like it's toast. The tines are bent over one another. But with the interchangeable nature of Pelican nibs, it's easy to buy a replacement. The question is, did the trip through the through the washer and dryer do any damage to the body of the pen like the heat of the dryer damaging the seal of the piston such that i shouldn't throw money at a new nib for this pen body if it's worth salvaging is there any sort of maintenance i should do do i need to use silicone grease on the inside of the barrel before inking it up again is there anything else i should do to this pen after its unexpected cleaning adventure all right so there's a couple things to address the future of this pen I am not a scientist. I don't know how the heat and the dryer would affect this pen. My gut feeling tells me there's no lasting damage from temperature, right? I don't know if there's any lasting damage from agitation, right? Um, that I, I can't speak to. My gut tells me that the heat is probably not enough, but I would silicone grease the piston that's removable from the back of the pen. And you just, you don't lubricate the barrel itself. You take that part out, lubricate around the piston seal. You're probably good to go. But here's the thing. The M205 replacement nib is going to cost almost as much as the pen itself. So that's the consideration, right? Do you want to pay... 80 90 bucks or maybe more for a nib unit when you can get the m205 for like 125 mm. I, and knowing that it's gone through this dance right because it's not it's not usable right now because the the nib is destroyed right you can get the nib repaired for cheaper than replacing the nib you could probably get the nib repaired and that's a route i would consider probably like in the 40 to 50 dollar range right to save the pen but the whole pen itself is like 125. So you just got to think about that balance. Like I would not, I would buy a new pen before I bought a nib unit. But if I'm convinced the pen barrel itself is okay, I'd maybe just send the nib off to get fixed. And that would be, you know, the, the most efficient price way to, to go with it. If you're convinced that the barrel is okay. Mm. Um, you can um, go ahead and put the nib unit in and test all the seals, right? You're not going to be able to write with it, but put the nib unit in, fill it with water, and see if you have any issues. You know, leave it, you know, overnight or a couple days. Give it a shake. It with water. <laughs> I mean, yeah, just sort of take shake. it a few, see if any ink comes out. You might as well. <laughs> yeah. Nothing else you can do to it. <laughs> yeah, because that, that nib threading should still thread normally into the barrel. If it doesn't, then then you've solved all your problems, right? Um, that it, it's just broken and it's done. Um, you're not going to be able to repair the barrel in any kind of efficient fashion. Um, so that's what I would do because the nib unit should screw, it, screw in just fine, fill it with water, see what type of leaks you have, and then decide if that's good. Maybe you get the nib repaired. Hmm. All right, Workbench Johnny asks, at this point of pen collecting, if you and Mike could have only one fountain pen each, 
Which would it be, including nib type, and why? We should refer back to the, the first question of the STPA section. <laughs> those are contenders, but, right? Yeah, but it isn't what I would choose. Is it that funny? I agree. I love it. I love the pen, but it's not It's not my only. It's not my be-all, end-all. struggle with this. I read this question a couple of weeks ago, and I keep bumping on it mm-hmm. because I... D- I have a I have a selection of contenders. Let let me go through my contenders with you, and then maybe mm-hmm. I can come to to an answer. Pilot M ninety. <laughs> I'm dying here just knowing what I'm gonna say. This is this is actually hilarious. I can't believe this is happening. So uh, go ahead. Nineteen eleven King of Pen Tangerine. Mm-hmm. Pro Gear King of Pen. I mean. If it counts, I would like to have my Arushi one. Otherwise, you know, I would pick a different one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and the... Hmm. So, like, I was tempted to say, like, the Japan Steel Pro Gear, but I don't think I would pick that over the King of Pen, honestly. Like, mm-hmm. Even though I adore, I just adore that pen. The King of Pen is nicer to use. I'm going to throw in an absolute curveball mm-hmm. and say the Apollo Mark 1. Mm-hmm. It's one of those four. Gotcha. I know it's not a fountain pen. I know I know that Johnny No, that's a fine. No, pen, I think that's fair. That's that's my that's my kind of short list of four. Mm-hmm. Do you think you can narrow it down or you no? Like I'll knock two. the Mark 1 out. Like the reason I put, wanted to put that in there is just because I absolutely adore that pen. And like, mm-hmm. if I, it was the only pen I could ever use, I would be happy with that, right? Because it, it's a great body, it looks fantastic, and it uses a uh, refill that I adore and could use every day forever and would be perfectly happy. Mm-hmm. I, I guess I'd have to knock it down to one of the king of pens, right? Like I have to choose. Mm-hmm. I think I prefer the nineteen eleven shape for the size. If you just had one pen and could have, like, yeah. And just if if I was choosing between King of Pens, I just think that the 1911 lends itself to the King of Pens shape. Mm-hmm. I actually think that's the right decision. Yeah, between the two, because I'm trying not to specifically choose my model here because I don't think that that's helpful. Right. So like the the right. custom Arushi King of Pen Pro Gear that I have, like you can't buy that. So. You know, it's also why I've not included my custom Arushi Lami Safari in this because it's not <laughs> right. helpful for discussion, right? The discussion right. that people want to hear is which pen can I buy that Mike and Brad would say is the only pen they would ever use, right? right. So if I'm going between the King of Pens, I'm going to go with the 1911. So now I'm really stuck because you could not get two more different pens between the Pilot M90 and the 1911 King of Pen. Well, do you want me to go next and yeah. while you think about this? Yeah. So we just went over the fact, and I didn't realize this question was coming up later, that the Nakaya portable cigar AO Tamanuri that I have is my number one pen. I think the answer, if I had, if I could only own one pen for the rest of my life, and that's the only pen I would ever have, it wouldn't be that one. It would be the Pilot Murex. Oh, damn. Okay, so just a refresher. So, the Murex and the M90 are basically the same pen <laughs> with some slight design changes. 
Yeah, so the Murex is a lengthier, thinner, longer M90. It's they're they're pretty different, but they came out in the same time, right? The original, like the M90 is the modern version. The Murex, the the Mu is the original version that came out with the Murex in the 70s into the early 80s by Pilot in Japan. Like that's the one pen I would want for the rest of my life is the Pilot Murex. I just it's probably like in my top five pens, like if I was, if I had all my pens together and said, okay, we're going to rank these one through 10, it's probably like three or four or five, something like that. If I got rid of everything and could only keep one pen, it would be the Murex. I just like that metal barrel. I like the nib. The nib is perfect for me to write with. I like that. I can just pop ink cartridges in it. And it's just an amazing feat of design. And like, I'm shocked that you went that way, um, like right out the gate and, you know, with the M90, I didn't think you were going to go there. So that's why it tripped me out so much because I, I would go with the Murex and I actually, I don't have a decision. I think like my, my decision's done. Like that's it for me. I'm going to go with the King of Pen though. I, that makes sense. Like I, f- plus, especially the way that you write. My, my, everything I love about fountain pens is 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 most included in this king of pen and also just the physical size of it makes it such a novel thing to use mm-hmm. that that you know i love i mean plus mine is orange it's the tangerine right and pens and orange just go together to me because mm-hmm. of mm-hmm. our relationship yeah uh, <laughs> i'm gonna email I adore caroline still my M90, it's, you know, it. look, we just yeah. had this conversation. It is like, it's top two for me. It is uh, a pen you own a backup of. Yeah, and I don't have another <laughs> pen that, that I that I do, uh, that I have another of just in case. Um, but the, the, if I could only use one pen forever, the King of Pen would serve that purpose for me better than the M90 would, I think. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's everything you say about how that works for you is duplicated, duplicated for me and the Murex, right? It mm-hmm. fits how I write, my style, what I want, what my, you know, like the the efficiency and execution of, mm-hmm. of writing with the style and the nib and, you know, the aesthetic and everything all together. Like that's the one pen I'd want to use for the rest of my life. And actually, I'd, I'm very confident in that answer. That was fun. Yeah, that was. I was not expecting this uh-huh. um, to to go this way, and I was not expecting this question after the original question, which hits on a couple of the couple of our favorite pins. Period. So, um, yeah, it's really really interesting question. It's just worth noting that the Murex, the Myu, and the M90 are all completely unavailable, and Pilot is so stupid for not having <laughs> a pen that you can buy. <laughs> In this shape. Don't get me. We do. We just need to do a whole pilot podcast one day. I feel like I've got. I've gone in on them pretty heavily. I think we've over, gotten it out there at this point. Yeah. But I just yeah. feel like every time I bring up this pen, like when I was on stream uh, last week, and I don't remember how. I think I had your pens on my desk, and then I was just showing off a couple of pens on my Twitch stream, mm-hmm. and I was showing off the M ninety, and people were like, "What is that?" Right, right. Because it's so special looking, you know, like a fountain pen where the nib is the body and the body is the nib is like, 
it shouldn't work, but it does, and it's a dream to use. And I don't know how, I don't know why, and I cannot fathom why you would not still make that a pen like this. And and all of the things they have that are somewhat similar just aren't as luxurious feeling. Like this is that perfect graduation gift pen, right? Like if they made this as a constant thing that existed, because it's just a very special product. But yeah. I don't know what they're, what they're doing. Let's just mm. me and you make one. We'll call okay. it like <laughs> Bilet. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to get name. links for this episode, go to relay.fm slash penaddict slash 454. You can find our links there for lots of products that we discussed today. If you want to find links to the well-appointed desk Patreon, they're going to be in there as well. Uh, I want to thank Penn Chalet and Uni Pizza Ovens for their support of this episode and you for listening, of course. If you want to find Brad online, you can go to penaddict.com. You can also go to knock.co, spokedesign.com, and at 10 a.m. on Tuesdays and Thursdays Eastern Time, Brad streams at uh, twitch.tv slash panatic. Buddy, let me tell you. Let yeah. me tell you. I'm going to interrupt you tomorrow. Yeah. If you're listening to this podcast today, tune in tomorrow, 10 a.m. I am going to do live pin cleaning on my stream desk. Oh my it's going to be a catastrophe. It's going to be horrible. So you you want to be there for that. That's 10 a.m. Thursday, 10 a.m. Eastern mm-hmm. Thursday. Uh, I stream every Friday at mike.live. Uh, this week, I am st- the time I'm streaming at is 11.30 Eastern because... Uh, Time zone changes. It's still going to change next week, and we're going to be good again. Um, Thanks so much for listening to this week's episode. We'll be back next time. Until then, say goodbye, Brad. Goodbye, Brad.